Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Tuco Story Carol Real Talk, Tuco Story Carol Six Podcast on all things uh, real estate. Today we're joined by Scott Cutter, managing broker of Tuco Story Carol Real Estate. Today we're talking about every tip a buyer should follow in order to maximize their potential investment. Well, first of all, how are you doing, Scott? Doing great. It's a real pleasure to be here with you, Alonzo, and uh, share some thoughts and insight with anybody uh, downloading these podcasts. Perfect. Perhaps the first thing uh, to talk about in terms of like tips for buyers before thinking about the property itself is getting to know the destination, right? Yeah, we, we get this a lot, Alonzo. People, Costa Rica is a small country, but it's incredibly diverse. And so, you know, I, I use comparisons a lot to people going to the United States. You wouldn't say, I'm going to move to California, so I'm going to start looking at and comparing apartments in San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, La Jolla you'd probably move and look at what city do I want to live in, what do I want to work in. And while Costa Rica is much smaller than a place like California, it's really important that people approach it, understand that there is tremendous diversity in Costa Rica in terms of climate, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of lifestyle, for people investing in terms of the tourism flow and potential investment returns you could have. And we like to guide our clients on a macro to micro level process um, to ensure that they're in the right place first. Oftentimes properties are changeable. You can remodel, you can expand, you can, you can make physical changes to adapt to a property, but you can't change necessarily a destination. And it's probably the most common mistake I see in first time buyers reaching out to an agent saying, I'd like to see this condo in Hako, this home in Tamarindo, this place in San Jose and one in Dominical, and they try to compare what I call our apples to oranges to pears to mandarinas. Um, and the best investors are people that come down, understand the pros and the cons. You know, and, and I think myself and one of the things that differentiates our firm from a lot of other firms is we don't try to sell you on an area. There are really great things about each area and there's definitely negative things about each area. And we don't try to paint this utopia it's about what's the right place for you. You know, some people really want to be and need to be in large gated planned communities and all of that luxury and security and, and exclusivity it provides. Other people want to be out in the rainforest in the middle of nowhere. Um, and what we try to do is make sure that people don't take that resort business model or lifestyle mentality and think you can apply it to a rural part of Costa Rica. So in general, um, Take time to speak with a professional that will outline to you the good things and the bad things about each area. Explain climate, accessibility issues, lifestyle issues of places like Guanacaste, like Santa Teresa, what the Southern Pacific Coast brings to you in terms of lifestyle, amenities, accessibility. And don't buy a perfect place or a perfect house or a perfect property in a destination you're never going to be happy in or where your business plan won't have a model. It's one of the nice things about Costa Rica being a more robust tourist destination now. There's probably not an idea you've had that someone else hasn't already had. So the success here is less about groundbreaking and about making sure you're putting the right things in the right niche and selecting the right destination for you and your needs, not being sold on one because of where your friends might want to be or because where your realtor tells you or tries to sell you it's the best. That also uh, segues directly into uh, the second tip you mentioned, that is uh, identifying and prioritizing your goals. Really, really important to know beforehand, like, why are you acquiring a property? That, that's another great point. It does go hand in hand. You know, we talk macro to micro and location. Also, be honest with yourself, your family, your investment partners, and with your realtor on what are the primary goals 
for your acquisition. Um, we get people looking for the highest possible return on investment. They're pure investors. And oftentimes I tell them, if you're willing, if you're only shopping with your wallet and you're looking to try to find the highest ROI for your money, it might not be the sexiest property. It may not be that you know, newspaper or magazine cover that's going to give you the best return on investment. I've got clients that have bought some of my, what I call ugly duckling listings, which, you know, they, they don't show up on the cover of magazines, but they're incredible performers. And I've had people buying at 14, 15% returns because they were willing to look beyond the facade and said, these numbers make sense. Um, we have other people that are buying with their heart and, and they, and, and they can afford that the investment, they don't want to make bad investments. And the good thing about Costa Rica is most things are good investments. In the coastal areas, we're seeing really consistent. It's not volatile appreciation. Um, we don't have those peaks and valleys like you do in the States. But we see really consistent appreciation. And most places have at least a sustainable rental model, sometimes profitable depending where you are. But we do get buyers who shop with their heart and their head and they can confuse that issue. And so they, I, I love this, I love this, I love this, I love this. And then that's the perfect house, but how much money is it making? And we say, look, you know, you've selected a home that is in an area that doesn't have a lot of tourism, the price point's correct. And we just don't want to see people making mistakes on thinking you can take, for example, a business model from a Manuel Antonio-like destination and apply it to a beautiful rural home that's 35 or 40 minutes away from the epicenter of tourism. Um, you can get more for your money when you move out. You can find really amazing properties if you go a little bit more off the beaten track, but you're usually going to give up some of those amenities, some of those lifestyle, and usually some of that, those returns that a tourism epicenter will give you. So know what your goals are. And, and if it's mixed, it's okay, but we, I always try to sit with my clients and encourage them to prioritize. So if you're looking for a vacation home, if you're looking for a legacy investment to add to your families or your personal portfolio, um, and you want an investment, let's prioritize. What's the most important? What's the second? What's the third? So that we can put them all on weights and balances and try to find something that checks all the boxes, but knowing that, hey, I know you want an 11% return, but you said ocean view, pool, four bedroom, five bathroom in the middle of town is the most important thing to you. And it'll help you, it'll help investors make sure they make the right decision and don't end up being let down on either performance or level of luxury or value. And that also um, pairs to do with, uh, well, Costa Rica as a real estate market also has seen some moments of like, perhaps uh, we could go speculation, particularly during the 2008, um, sure. that moment in time. How is it for a buyer that that moment to, to not only project what they want this property to be, but also also uh, take into, into account what, it's, what the property is actually generating? Probably the most common, one of the most common questions we get, and it, it, it's, a, it's a somewhat complex answer, Alonzo, but um, I, I think a lot of our listeners will, will understand this is, you know, in the United States where most of our buyers or even Canada and sometimes in Europe are coming from there, so much of the real estate market is driven by inexpensive finance. So right now we're living a time where the U.S. is, is raising the, the base interest rates for the first time in almost 20 years. The base interest rate is uh, or the average mortgage rates over 7%, which is a cheap interest rate in Costa Rica. Um, but Costa Rica is basically a cash driven market. What does that do? It, it, it basically eliminates a lot of the peaks and the valleys. So um, we don't see, even in COVID, we see appreciation runs and we certainly saw 
leading up from 2000 to 2008, our first real big run on values. And now I attribute that to a time when Costa Rica went from being a very young, new destination where the average sale prices was so low. There was so much growth before it even got to be remotely or moderately expensive um, that it really went incredibly fast and that happened to coincide with one of the biggest economic runs the world's ever seen. So the inexpensive money that led up to that first financial crisis combined with the fact that Costa Rica was in its infancy in terms of real estate and foreign investment um, led to some incredible, incredible value appreciation runs during that time. As a realtor that worked during that period, I actually like the post 2010 market. Mm -hmm. It's, It's way more palpable. We tell investors, if you think you're gonna come and double your money from today until tomorrow, it happens. That lots of investors make a lot of money here. But if you're coming looking to double your money, you're probably coming with a false expectation. And so it's it's been a lot more enjoyable because we sell to people buying for the right reasons with grounded return expectations um, and, and buying because they love Costa Rica, buying because they're expecting good returns or sometimes really strong returns and we can guide them to a risk reward scenario there. Um, in the current market, COVID, we had a, another big real estate run and this was true with any destination real estate anywhere in the world where lifestyle became our priority as a culture, um, as, a, as a world. Um, and Costa Rica's peaceful nature, um, nice people, great lifestyle, beautiful, beautiful ecosystems is resonated and, and continues to draw a lot of attraction here. Um, we've seen a lot of appreciation and a lot of growth. Um, but what I tell most of my clients is look at appreciation as a bonus for you in Costa Rica. Because until we have a comprehensive financing model that's gonna bring in um, exponentially more potential buyers, um, the appreciation rates here tend to be um, more tortoise in the hair is probably a good way to put it. You're not gonna expect those big, big, fast runs, but it's very consistent, it creeps forwards. And I tell people, you should always look to what every community is gonna be bringing towards the future. But I don't recommend that people buy on the bet of tomorrow. You know, I, I joke with our clients. I live in the central Pacific coast of Mayo Antonio, as you know, Alonzo. And for a long time, I watched realtors in the southern zone. We have a great office and team in Dominical who would say, you got to buy now. Because as soon as this road's paved, this area is going to explode. And, and I went to three different presidential ribbon cuttings of the road from Manuel Antonio down to Dominical. The road's beautiful now, the infrastructure is great now, and the area has grown incredibly, but it grew over a 10 to 15 year timeline, not when the ribbon got cut on the road. And I think that's probably a kind of a, a morelaje, a, a story that can you can apply to lots of parts of Costa Rica. Um, there is gonna be growth. Costa Rica is improving its, its, its notoriety in the world. It's attracting a whole new class of investors. But the smartest people say they find a place, they find a property, they go, I love it for everything it is right now. And if it doubles in value, if the future comes and the new airports come in and new roads come in and new development comes in and my property value soar, wonderful. But if none of that ever happens, or if it takes 
eight years instead of two years to happen. You're not going to be disappointed. And that's what I'd recommend to most investors is buy in a destination, buy a property because you love it for what it is today. And then use those future appreciation things as almost bonus or icing on the cake. And we certainly all bet on them and we all want to make good investments. But I don't like people rolling the dice on only for tomorrow without really having appreciation for what it is today. And how's that process for a buyer of like managing expectations? How can they inform themselves and uh, see beyond like the kind of uh, misinformation uh, that can happen in a market like Costa Rica? Well, in the wonderful world of internet and in the wonderful world of, uh, of what has traditionally been an unregulated real estate market, we're, we're getting and taking strides as a country there. You, you need to find a trusted guide and you need to vet everything you hear. I, I would warn people that if you're working with a professional that tells you everything is perfect and everything's going light speed and nothing can stop Costa Rica and they don't outline to you obstacles, realities, um, the, 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 the dark side of the, the, the it, it shouldn't be all roses. It should be a reality picture of growing pains, which Costa Rica has. We'll have podcasts about the growing pains that Costa Rica and any destination find. Um, and I encourage people to love it for all of its perfection and all of its imperfection. Um, but the easy answer is you need to find a good real estate agent who can help you sift through the noise. There are um, endless amounts of sites and articles and salespeople and developments that want to make it sound like the birds chirp 24-7 and the monkeys will always be there handing you fresh fruit from the trees and and you and your partner and your kids will look better. You'll become those magical poster child models as you walk down the beach together. And while that's nice to imagine, it's it's not the truth. The reality is this is a real place. And what you need to do is work with a professional that's seen the hype, that's been through cycles. They know when things are really coming and, and backed and permitted and destinations that are on the grow. They track trends and they can tell you with more than just six months of experience what's been happening, good and bad. Um, investing and finding a relationship with a real estate agent or professional that can guide you through this process. And again, that's a key word, guide. If you have a real estate professional who's trying to sell you something, you've probably selected the wrong real estate company or real estate agent. If you feel as you're being guided, cultural guides, I, I joke when we go to international real estate uh, conferences, 80% of our job in to Costa Rica and with our agents is just being cultural, social guides, linguistic guides for people coming into town. And you need to find a guide to investment here. The sales, we're lucky. The sales process is easy. This is a wonderful place to fall in love with. We don't have huge inventory, so it's really easy to manage the sales process. If you're with a good, trusted professional, start there. It doesn't cost you any more money. You don't end up getting a better deal or a better opportunity by trying to find the guy at the corner of the bar or the old man at the end of the road who said he's got a great deal on something. Um, there's a reason they're usually not working with a real estate professional. It's probably they, that they have something to hide um, from reality. So find a good professional and have them guide you through the process. And that guiding process is also uh, something I've, I've spoken beforehand with, uh, with Todd. It's almost like a dialogue as well. Like uh, as the real estate agent also has to listen to the buyer in some way, naturally guide them, but also establish like a horizontal relationship. 
Yeah, you you probably already spoke with my wife before this podcast <laughs> because she's been trying to teach me about that listening part of things. But you know, all joking aside, um, realtors, self included, we love to share our knowledge, and it can feel sometimes like a one way relationship, and it shouldn't be, and it can't be, and it's one of one of our great. Um, goals as a real estate company and agents as, as a managing broker is to balance sharing as much of our 27 or 30 years of experience with with our clients and and having them ask questions but also making sure you give them space to ask those questions and make sure the information flow is pertinent to what they're looking for and also asking questions of your clients again if we're going to fulfill that role as a guide and if you as a buyer or a potential investor want to have a guide, you need to have that two-way dialogue where you can soak up all of that information, all of that insight, all of that history from your agent, but you want them to soak up all of your personal experience, all of your perspective, the opinions. And again, oftentimes realtors are dealing with a larger family. I want this. She wants that. They want this. I think this is best. And, and you need to be with someone who can listen and have you ask questions and have the realtor, you want to be with a real estate agent who asks you difficult questions. Um, we joke a lot with our clients that we're going to take you on a tour. We're going to introduce you to a marketplace. And my ultimate goal is to confuse you before you have clarity. Because if we do that as professionals, clients are forced to question their own vision. It's, it's the antithesis of, a effective, of an effective or an efficient sales process. But we all live in these small communities on the coast. I'm going to see every buyer every day. And I don't want to hide at the corner of the bar because they got into the, we, because we fed their dream. And I think that's really important. Um, you want people and a, you want to have a real estate agent that encourages you and, 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 and feeds those dreams, but not at the expense of the integrity of the purchase. And the best realtors, I think, and the best client realtor relationships are where the realtor challenges the buyer. I want this and this and this. Well, why? Have you thought about this and this and this? And, and, and that, that dialogue might take you right back to where you just begun. But it's not a waste of time because if you go circular and you look at alternative investments and I'm coming to look for a and b but maybe I should look at a single family residential rental home or I, I want one big luxury home. Maybe I should look at multiple investments, diversified. If you end up where you started, but you do it with a higher level of confidence, having gone through an elimination process with other properties, you've wasted a little bit of time, but you've got more security. And oftentimes we'll have people whose own visualization or strategy for investment year might change for the better because there was that back and forth dialogue and questioning. Once you're settled with your property, perhaps there's also the proclivity to cut in some corners of getting the easy way out. You know, everybody perhaps will have like a secondhand recommendation of someone that will get it like faster, easier. Uh, how's the process of as a buyer bypassing that potential misinformation and establishing yourself and surrounding yourself with those that can actually guide you and help you? You're going to meet, if you come to Costa Rica and you go out to dinner or you go to the bar or you walk the docks or you're hanging out at the beach and you're sharing with people that you're considering making an investment here, you're going to find everybody's an expert and everybody's got a great deal. and Everybody's got a friend with something special to show you. And I don't want to discourage people from talking to everyone. 
Uh, knowledge is a great tool. There's a lot of misinformation. Um, and Costa Rica has matured as a destination. You know, we, we talk a lot, even our own communities, about our need. I've lived in, in one community for 27 years, and it's a challenge for me to go out and rediscover my community because I got my favorite restaurants and my favorite places, but the community evolves even beyond my participation in it. So it's great to talk to people that have been here for 20, 30 years, but you got to make sure that the way they did things 30 years ago may not be the right way to do things now. We see this a lot where I'll have people coming in saying, yeah, I had a buddy of mine said that you could declare the property value for whatever you want and, and you should just do it this way to save money on closing costs. And the reality is those were norms in real estate as recently as 10 years ago. And for a host of reasons, which we won't talk about on this podcast, the industry, the government has gotten more regulated for the better, I think, but there's growing pains when you get advice from an old timer telling you how he did it so long ago um, or getting advice from a newcomer that just got here two days ago. Um, and, and the real answer to this is having that realtor. And then please, I will tell everyone listening, find a great and experienced real estate attorney. There are a host of attorneys in Costa Rica, just like the United States. There are a lot of great attorneys that are capable of doing inexpensive work for you when you need to get a document done, you're gonna buy or sell a car, oh, I gotta do this power of attorney for something around here. And, and there are a lot of great local law firms all around the coast, all around the Costa Rica that can do some of that menial, um, more traditional legal work at a really affordable cost. Um, I hate seeing clients go, oh, I don't want to use this great law firm because I hear they're too expensive. Um, this is likely going to be the most important acquisition of your life for most people. You know, the, uh, God bless the people that do big real estate transactions all the time. But for most of our clients, it's the single biggest acquisition of their life. Um, in Costa Rica, attorneys, when you're buying in, in a cash purchase, attorneys make a percentage of the sale. There's a notary fee that's governed by law. And whether you're using um, you know, the local Barney Fife attorney or the country's top real estate specialist, you're going to pay the same fees. And so I highly recommend whether you're using an attorney recommended by your realtor or if you want to independently vet that. Um, we're always welcome at Two Costa Rica to give people attorney recommendations, even if you're not our clients. So feel free to reach out to us and we can give you totally independent, good recommendations for fully bilingual real estate specialists from very small boutique firms to very large corporate firms. But it's the one area we tell people you want in, an, in a Costa Rica that has evolved so much with our water environmental laws, zoning laws, tax laws, and, and, and real estate profession in general. Having an attorney whose only job is to protect the integrity of the deal, ensure the deeds are registered, and ensure a very thorough and complete due diligence review is important. Um, as realtors, sometimes the, the bumps and hairs and pimples on properties can seem a little bit scary. Um, but I much prefer to have a professional real estate law firm that outlines everything to a buyer, including the, the little pimples and the little hairs, and they can put in a contextual backdrop so people can make good informed decisions about is there any risk? If, if there is any some, some level of risk, is it acceptable risk and how to process that information? I think that uh, my, my final tip for, for, for this week might be find a great attorney. And if you don't have 
absolute faith, great dialogue, fast response time, thorough and extensive, good, clean communication with your attorney, find a new one um, because it's the most valuable investment you'll make other than the real estate itself. That's definitely some insightful advice. Thanks, Scott, for sharing your knowledge with us today. My pleasure. Hope to speak to everybody again soon. And uh, you can always reach out to us if you have any questions about the tips and other tricks to the game here in Costa Rica. And this is definitely the best place to do so since uh, every podcast we do here at Costa Rica Real Talk will be focused on one aspect of Costa Rica's uh, destination of the real estate industry and the ways they intersect. So uh, you can listen to us uh, every two weeks on your favorite streaming platform. And if you got any further inquiries or any ideas for a topic you would like to see discussed, just reach out on our various social media outlets. Mm -hmm.